Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Monday. Oh, my. What a wild weekend. Welcome. It's the All-City, All-NFL podcast. Boldy, because we're in the meat locker right here, looking at all the tape from yesterday's championship Sunday. Uh, What a wild two games, and we're going to dive deep into it. You were in Baltimore, Baldy. So, like, what? You want to talk about how crazy it was. I saw the whole thing. I saw the whole thing. Like from coming into Baltimore, I was probably at the stadium by games kicked off at three. I was at the stadium by ten thirty, so the tailgating had already begun. Yeah, you know Lamar jerseys yeah, being yeah, sold yeah. and Lamar MVP, and you know you come into the stadium. I see, uh, I wanted to go see Rod Woodson, the Hall of Famer Rod. You know because he 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 does the radio for the Ravens and he's always plugged in. You know, so I just wanted to kind of pick his brain about the team, what they're doing, game plan, blah blah blah, and then you go down the field. And there's just a buzz. There's just a the buzz. Who's who too. Like the, it was the who's who. Like CBS is out there, you know. So their pregame show: James Brown, Cower, my buddy Nate Burleson, Phil Sims. Like they're all out there. You know, JJ Watt is there. So I go by see all the guys. Then Jim Harbaugh's there, right? So Jim's there with his dad, Jack Harbaugh. So he's like, obviously, he's he's a big story. Oh just, my God! Yeah, yeah between so, Jim Harbaugh. And Taylor Swift. Yes. I mean, are you kidding me? Jason Kelsey's there. Jason like, Kelsey's there. So everybody's there. And there's just like, there's like, it's starting to ramp up, you know, like Save Flowers is down there, uh, catching pass. Remember Greg Lewis? He yeah, the wide yeah, he's the wide receiver coach. Yeah, G. Right? Lou. So, yeah, G. Lou. So, you know, he's out there throwing passes. You know, he say hello to Zay Flowers. Odell comes by, says hello. Travis Kelsey catching his balls from Mahomes. So he's just out there just shooting the breeze with the guys, man. Just, hey, man, all I want to see, you know, Happy Championship Sunday. So, you know, and then, you know, I was down there right until when the Chiefs left the field. After the Chiefs left the field, I went up to the press box and, uh, you know, kind of watched it up there. But it was just, it just felt like it was big. It was, and it is. It's, you know, between the personalities, the celebrities, the fans were all over it. They were all purpled up. So it was a great atmosphere. And how about it? It, back again, Andy, Mahomey, right? The Chiefs, Kelsey. With, and like, you know what's amazing is that everybody was like, oh, it's the end of the Chiefs, at least this year. Yeah. 
no one expected it, right? Like, uh-oh, Mahomes got to go on the road for the first time against Buffalo. Right? First, they were going to lose to Miami. Yeah. And then they were going to lose to Buffalo. Yeah. And then they were going to lose to Baltimore. Right. And yet again, I mean, they're back in the Super Bowl. I mean, the greatness yeah. of Andy Reid and it's, Patrick it's, Mahomes is on display it's again. A, it's a dynasty. It's a, it's a living dynasty. We're watching the, the Chicago Bulls. We're watching the New England Patriots. Yeah. We're watching, you know, uh, you know, you, you pick a dynasty franchise, the, the Golden State Warriors. This is a dynasty. It's a dynasty. It's it's the coaching. It's the star players. Like Mahomes, did he complete his first eleven in a row? Like the ball didn't hit the ground. Like okay, the atmosphere. Oh, we got to go on the road. The guy was like throwing the ball like he was in his backyard. And again, and we talked about that Ravens defense and how you know how. T- Terrific it is, and how they floated the football, and you know those lead the league in sacks, Patrick lead the way, lead the league in sacks, takeaways, all this stuff. Like none of that, like none of it interfered. They they had a game plan. We're gonna get, but Mahomes was like, you know, like a shortstop turns a double play, you know, Derek Jeter turning a double play. Like he's like literally getting the ball, and as soon as he got in his hands, he was putting getting out. And they just take the five yards, take the six yards. We're not going to get negative plays. We're not going to allow this team to, to make us play from behind the sticks. And you look at the at the accuracy. You know, on Friday, if you remember, we went over Mahomes' playoff stats, right? Because yeah. he had played 16 right. games. 16 games, 13-3. and three, Right. 4,500 yards, 38 touchdowns. Five on the ground. Another five on the ground. Another five on the ground. Seven interceptions. Like, he had, a, he had an MVP. Like, if you just looked at the stats from 16 games – you give him the MVP of that season, of the postseason. I mean, and then he goes out and plays like a perfect game. I mean, yeah. it's wet, like it, the whole thing. The throw to Kelsey was just a thing of beauty. Like, you know, here's Kyle Hamilton. He's all over him, yeah. right? He throws it like down and away. He stuck it to Travis Kelsey. But you know when he throws it, though, like he literally just throws it. Like, there's no aiming. There's no, like, I'm making a perfect throw. He's like, it's like he's in pregame warm-up. But that's how you have to play. Like, you're just – you throw a million passes every year. And, like, this is just another pass. I'm just going to put it right where it belongs, away from the defender, low and away from Hamilton, where only my guy can get it. And there's no margin for error. And he stuck error. it to him. Like, he stuck it he to him. You know, it's the same way. It's amazing because, like, the, the festivities kick off with that throw. Yeah. And they end – with the th- it ends with the throw to, to Valdez Scantling. Yeah, yeah. Where, put the game on ice. I mean, listen, if, if he didn't get his hands up, that ball sticks into his face mask <laughs> as he falls he, down. He, he literally, I, 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 mean, I broke the play down this morning, and it was like launching a rocket. Like he threw it off his back foot. He's got Matabike coming right in his face right here, and he just launched it. And there's, you know, there's MVS just trucking down the field. You got, you know, Arthur Millette right behind him right there, and it just fell right here. Perfect. Like, you couldn't – like, if you had 100 throws to make against air, like, that would be a perfect throw. He did it in the in real time with 2.19 to go to, like, literally line up for victory formation for the next three plays. So, what what, what makes them – all right, let, let's start with Andy. And, we're, we're listen, we're going to get to our guy Spags, who's brilliant, and we'll talk about the Ravens uh, and, you know, what Spags did to those Raven receivers coming up. But let's let's go through it. Let's start with Andy, right? Like here's Andy Reid, and it's incredible that he's back, right? Like 
We saw him do this in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Now, he, he didn't win the Super Bowl, but again, you're at six championship games, and now he's back. Another Super six straight, Bowl. Six straight championship games, four Super Bowls. Six straight championship games. Like, he, like this is a living dynasty. But if you go, where? how does Andy do it? Like, I remember, if you go back in time, Cuz, and when they signed T.O., like, T.O., Donovan had his best year ever. The offense completely changed once he got T.O. Once he got T.O., it was like bombs away. Like, they attacked down the field like they never had done before. And, and yeah, going up to remember, it was traditional West Coast. Yes, it was like all those triangles, inside slants. Yeah, yeah, like Flaker Drive and all these, yeah. you know, Texas, all these different, you know, basic routes, Dinos, and like all of a sudden it just, it was bombs away. But I only bring that up because yesterday, they're like, okay, the Ravens are the number one defense. They play a matchup zone, okay? Um, you, if you hold the ball, if, if you're forced to hold it, the rush gets home. That's how they led the league in sacks, and it leads to bad plays. So let's see if we can just. They had this one um, stick route to uh, to the tight end, and Kelsey, it could be Noah Gray. But it, they call it Stash Rash for whatever reason. That's just the name, Stash Rash. So it's just a six-yard stop, right? And so there's Kelsey. You know, he catches it on the first play of the game. They go to Kelsey. Like, literally, if you had uh, a timer, okay, and it, he had 10 passes where the timer never got to two seconds. So even if you didn't have an offense line, you just let the guys rush. The ball was out of his hands that fast. <laughs> Ten of his completions. And they're always were, on the money. The like, right, the right where the Rasheed Rice or whoever can like go forward with it. Isaiah Pacheco on a wheel out of the backfield. Bam. Okay, we know Kyle Hamilton's flying there to go tackle him, but we'll take the five yards. So they had ten completions that I counted, where literally they picked up between four and eight yards on each one. One of them, you know, third down and one. Okay, Kelsey, like. So if you say, okay, and he's going, all right, this is what they do defensively. But if we get it out really fast and we just hit stash rash, we just hit these basic concepts of ours against this zone look, we're going to get easy completions. Pat, just don't hold it. Just take the throw. Take it, and we'll just keep marching. Well, and you know what's wild, too, is that, remember, there was a point where Kelsey was in a slump, right? Yeah. Drop, uncharacteristically dropped some balls, yeah. right? He was being doubled, and you could see he was being frustrated, what what happened as we go through the tape? Like what happened that all of a sudden during the playoffs, the best player on the field for Kansas City is free again? I you know I honestly catching the ball like he's got great hands. Yeah. Okay. I'm watching pregame warm up. Like honestly, you could take Travis Kelsey in any pregame warm up that Mahomes has been a quarterback for the last seven years. It's exactly the same. Like he runs the same. He runs the the, the seven cut. He runs speed outs. Like, he runs all these routes that he runs in games. And he's got great – he never drops a ball, you know, in pregame warm-up. He's got great hands. I think it just came down to concentration. Like, on that opening drive, they, they went for it on fourth and two, if you remember. So, they run this um, – ba- the most basic West Coast route, okay? Yeah. It's a sprint right option. And they the, the Ravens sit on it. So, I can hear Andy going, look, sprint right option, fourth and two. If you don't like it, we've got Kelsey on the backside. Okay, running across, uh, just it's, it was kind of like a middle cross. They go. So if you don't like it, you got Kelsey, and sure enough, like he he, he looks front side fourth and two. He doesn't see it. He immediately his eyes go here's Kelsey, and he's got the corner Brandon Stevens on him, and he put it up high, and Kelsey just snagged it on fourth and two. Like they don't make that catch. If he does what he would do in a, in the slump, 
Like, they don't score in the opening drive. No. The Ravens get off the field, and they get good field position. Yes, yes. But, like, he, you know, he, he they threw to him 11 times, because the ball never hit the ground. 11 for 11. Like, you can't get any more perfect than that. <laughs> and it's it's amazing. And, and again— And even the throw, if you remember, because, like, there's, like, 12 seconds left in the half, and yeah. it's 14-7. Yeah. And he, he, he throws another one against the blitz, just a sight of Justin Kelsey. The last catch of the first half, he had eight of them. The eighth catch of the first half, and it just is enough for Butker to go kick the field goal. It's it's uncanny. Like, when you think about it, and that's a good defense, right? Like, it's a great defense. That's a defense that, you know, you know that they're keying on. First of all, we all know, listen, Rachel Rice is nice. The rest of those receivers have had their issues catching the football. So all the attention is going on Kelsey, yet he's still free. Yeah. Well, they don't. They didn't do anything like they they matched him up with Kyle Hamilton a couple of times, but basically they just let their zone cover him, and it just wasn't tight enough. And so, uh, Mahomes like, <clears throat> no, it was just basically a thing where um, if they weren't going to like bump him off the line of scrimmage, like that's what Rod Woodson told me he would do when he was in Baltimore back in the day or in Pittsburgh, like they would not let Kelsey get off the line of scrimmage. Well, that's not what they did yesterday. No, it's, a, it's, I mean, it was incredible. I, I got to ask it, and then, you know, we're going to get into the Ravens and really the yeah. the unsung hero. Yes. Who's always the unsung hero, which he was the defensive coordinator. Um, Andy Mahomes, Belichick Brady. It's, it's a legit question now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they're doing it in such a compressed period of time. You know, Brady Belichick did it over 21 years. Like, they're doing this. Four trips to the Super Bowl with a chance to win three of them in a six-year period of time. Like, it's compressed. Like, they've been six straight championship games. Like, like we're going we're, we're gonna to jump ahead to July. And who are you picking? Are you going to pick against Mahomes and Andy Reid? I know. <laughs> and, and, and people are going, wow, this is it. No way. They can't do it again. Like, and that, you know, it's funny. And at some point, we got we have to discuss this, which is, we love dynasties, but yet yeah, we well, resent them because if I heard, oh, the Chiefs again. Well, it's, it's, it's a stupid fatigue word. Yes. But, like, I think all of sports, like all of sports, you need the, you need the champion. And yeah. everybody shoots for the champion. Yeah. This is the benchmark. This is what we're all trying to get to. Like, you need a team. This is what greatness looks like. We'll go into Buffalo. We'll go into Baltimore. We'll go right into the den of the wolves, and we'll just snatch victory. Yeah, and, and listen, there were Ravens were four and a half point favorite, something like that. I mean, I mean they were favored, like over a field goal favorite. I mean, but everybody the, thought that Baltimore was going to win that game at home. It was the Ravens' time. It was Baltimore's time, and yet here the Chiefs come, man. But like, but look at them, like. They didn't, they didn't commit any penalties. They didn't turn the ball over. No. Like, they played flawless football. Flawless football. It was amazing how good they were. They had a couple of holding calls, you know, that backed them up a little bit. But other than that, like, like it was uh, – and one of the holding calls of Trey Smith just still pisses me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but it was flawless football. Now, look, the Ravens, second half, like, they look like the Ravens' defense. Like, they blitzed more. They went to a bigger front. They couldn't, you know, Pacheco didn't get the runs. I thought that, that they would take advantage – I, from a chief standpoint, I was worried about the tackles and, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not they can collapse off the edges. That ball, that's what happened in Baltimore. And 
They, you know, and you're right. In the second half, they were able to get a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. But but Mahomes was getting rid of the ball so quickly. Javian and yeah. Danoy, they weren't getting yeah. there. No. They didn't have time to get there. The no. ball was being released so fast. No, it's, it's the truth. Hey, uh, before we get to the unsung hero and the Chiefs defense, what a secondary, uh, I want to tell you about the Game Time app. When we talk about buying tickets, we're geeks, right? So we love these games. Like We love the sports, the whole thing. But here's the deal, all right? Basketball, football, baseball, hockey, like whatever it is. It's concerts. Like, you want tickets? You got to download the Game Time app. It changes the way you want to buy tickets. First of all, you can see from your seats the vantage point, right? Like, oh, my God, I can see where I'm buying, right? I can see the seats. What am I going to be looking at? They have all kinds of guarantees, like protection. So it could be event cancellation protection. It could be job loss protection. You want to talk about saving money? What about the idea of zone deals, last-minute deals, right? They'll come right across you. Hey, you want to go to the game? There's some tickets available. You can get a deal on that. The zone deals, right? You pick the section. They'll pick the row and the seats, and you're going to save an average of 18%. That's what the Game Time app does. And by the way, if you find tickets cheaper, they're going to refund you 110% of the difference. I mean, think about that. Like, that's a guarantee. you got to check out the Game Time app. Download it right to your phone. Use the code ALLNFL, A-L-L-N-F-L. You know what that does? 20 bucks off your first purchase. 20 bucks off your first purchase. So check it out, the Game Time app. It's the way you got to buy tickets. Game changer, Game Time app. Check it out. All right. So, Baldy. Uh, one of the great, and he's a dear friend of the show, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assume we'll have him at some point this week. He, he's amazing. He, Steve Spagnuolo, once again shows up in a monster game. Uh, he did it with the Giants. He did it with the Giants. He, he did it with the Eagles. He's done it with the Chiefs. I mean, he's all, he's amazing. Like, well, first of all, the the defensive backs yesterday were all wearing T-shirts that said, in Spags we trust, and a picture of Spags. Okay, so, like, you know, Jarius is out there, and, you know, Jalen, and, you know, all the guys, okay, Justin Reed. But you might say right now that he is the best big-game defensive coordinator that we've seen. Because not only did he blitz, I mean, maybe Lamar wins the MVP, but he didn't look like the MVP yesterday, all right? We talked to Andy Reed eight weeks ago. I said, Andy, for the first time, I'm talking more about your defense than I am your offense. In your whole career, this defense looks so good. And it's Spags coordinating it. So, you know, his ability to create game plans where he said, he basically said to the Ravens, we have no fear putting our corners on your wide receivers. And if you can beat us, that's how you're going to have to beat us. Down the field, one-on-one against Trent McDuffie, LeJarrius Sneed, Jalen Watson, Joshua Williams. They all held up. So once he's like, he basically told his corners, like, we're giving it to you. Like, they want to run go routes on you. They want to stutter and goes. They want to come. Like, this is your assignment because we're going to, like, we're going to take our linebackers. We're going to stuff the run. Well, I'll tell you, I talked to him yesterday morning, Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. We were texting back and forth. And he's like, yeah, Lamar's a handful. I'm, I'm really worried about the run game. Yeah. Like, he was, like, he was obsessed yesterday with figuring out a way to stop the run. Like, he was going to 
just collapse every gap. He was not going to allow that run game to get going because he said that if that run game gets going, we're dead. Well, I mean, there's the Chiefs playing Leo Chanel, okay, Nick Bolton, and Drew Tranquil. Tranquil was unbelievable. Like, he had a great game. He did. Okay, so they played, they, they went big linebackers to like go up against that run. And it was just bizarre. Like, the Ravens didn't lean on the run. I mean, obviously, the spread was never bigger than 17 7. Now, they had some three and outs, which can preclude you from staying with the run. But Lamar had two designed runs the whole day. Like, this is the most dangerous runner and in the game. And the one was on the fourth down. Fourth and one. Which where, actually okay, got. Quarter, it's just a quarterback power. Yeah. And then he had one misdirection run. And that was it. Like, they, for whatever reason, maybe it was because of the way they were stacking a box. Maybe it was, all right, they have their big guys out there. We'll throw it. But, I mean, it was the perfect game plan because this is, a def- this is an offense that ran a ball for over 220 yards a week before against Houston. And that was Spags' fear. Like, once they get going, they're really hard to stop. And the, the Ravens didn't challenge them. No. They only had no. six designed runs by the other running backs. And, and you know, it was, it was amazing, too, because you could, Lamar had played a perfect season. Not one. I, we went through it every week. He didn't play one bad game. And then they got to him yesterday. Like, yeah. they did. Now, the one I – mean, how about it? It's amazing, right? The one play he's able to complete Zay Flowers' special, the whole thing. And then what happens to turn over, man? You reach it out. And listen, I mean, that's part of your instincts. I, yeah. I can, I'll never blame a guy for trying to score. It's That rule is such a tough one. Well, man. but but the thing is, is they recovered the fumble. It wasn't yeah. like the ball went out of the back no. of the end zone like the week yeah. before, yeah. where it's just a touchback, yeah, okay, yeah. you get the ball. I mean, Trent McDuffie recovers yeah. it. Legereus strips him. It's yeah. a great play by Legereus. Yeah, team. great like, play. He's, he's, just he's tri- about to go in. But he, Jay Flowers has run the shallow cross from, I think, the nine-yard line, and he's turning up to go across the goal line. And here comes Legereus with that right hand. He's got long arms, and he punches that ball out, and the ball's dribbling right inside the goal line, and McDuffie's right there to fall on. It was like, a, it's, it's a 17-14 game right there yeah. if that ball yeah. doesn't get punched out. Or, yeah. or if he just touches the goal line with it before it gets punched out. Like, anything across – he didn't get it across the goal line. So, it was never – you know, it was never a threat of being a score. Like he got there just in the nick of time. It, it was, it was incredible. It was like, it was like one of those. It was almost like an NBA, like a basketball block. Yeah, like right, yeah, right, just, yeah, right, like just that there. I just swats it away. Oh my god! I mean, to, to, to drop, like you know, to come away with nothing. You come away with you have that. You have the fifty-one yard pass. They actually first time, the only time. Yeah. The Chiefs broke down all day. Flowers gets he makes kind of a bonehead move afterwards. They back up, but they're 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 coming right back to you. And they're going to cut the score to 17-14. Defense is doing their job. We got ball games on. And here he is right here, right at the moment of truth, right there. And Legereus is just coming. Like, these guys, like, they have an amazing secondary. Like, I, I think Legereus has given up one touchdown pass the whole year. One. And think about it. They're young. They're very young. Like, like I mean, all what those teams did what Spags did with them last year. I thought it was amazing. Well, right? like last year, so you have Karloftis, yeah. okay? You have Chanel, you have Jalen Watson, Trent McDuffie, Brian Cook, like Joshua Williams. You have six rookies that are all playing last year, and they win the championship. Now those kids are all seasoned. They've all been through it. You know, they've all played. They've played all over. Like they played inside, they've played outside. Steve's done a great job of cross training them, and now they're saying, okay. That's Odell. You get, he's running a spray fade. You're on, Trent. It's your, he's yours. Man. 
So let me ask you about Baltimore for a second because a lot of not only uh, a lot of bad penalties. Yep. Right. They shot themselves in the foot a little bit, mm-hmm. and it was like uncharacteristic. Well, like Roquan, you know, like just like just jumping into the and knocking Trey Smith down. Like they need the ball back. They got they got a delay a game coming out of the timeout. Twelve men on the field. Then so they get five. Now they're trying to get the ball back, right? So it was two and a half minutes to go. All right, seventeen ten game. You need a touchdown. You just need the ball though. You know, so you get you get the five yards. Because you got 12 men on the field. Then Roquan, uncharacteristically, he's such a good player. He's he's the leader of the whole team. He I don't know what he was thinking. Like he just jumps in the in the neutral zone, he knocks Trey Smith down. It's an egregious penalty. They get 20 free yards without taking a second off the clock. The only thing is though, I see I thought it was on purpose because it's better to start on first and ten. Because the clock doesn't move, right? Right. So instead of second and five, which if they get the first down, you're done. Right. Right? So if you make it first and ten, the yards are almost irrelevant mm. because at first and ten, you got a better chance of stuffing them, which oh. they wound up doing. Right. Yeah. So I actually thought mm. okay. maybe not the I, – I thought he was trying to get the offsides penalty on purpose okay. to reset the downs to first and ten, and then the – you know the the, the roughing oh, oh, yeah, was yeah. just a oh, you know, product actually, of it. I didn't ever, I didn't even think about that. That's actually that, you're right. I think that is probably a pretty good strategy. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm with you on that. Because the clock one. doesn't. You know. But there were penalties. There was a legion of penalties before that. Yeah. That you know they they, they couldn't get out of their own way. Yeah. You could see. You could just see. You know, Lamar hadn't been frustrated all year, and that was the first time. Well, he was he, he was he was frustrated. You know, they had a lot of they had four three and outs. Four series where they they didn't they couldn't get a first down. So you 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 can't get into a rhythm. You can't get into running the football in any kind of a rhythm when you're you know turning it over like that. Opening series of the game, and so you know he gets the ball stripped out. You know like the Chiefs don't score. Like the defense rose up on fourth and one. Hamilton makes a play, so the Chiefs don't score off the fumble. Um, you know Omanahu gets the ball out of his hands. He's holding it. All right. I mean that was the one. You know and then the penalty, the, the interception, the end zone makes no sense. Like, yeah, that was one which was, that was just a bad throw. Bad, it was a bad idea. It was a bad it was idea. Triple coverage. Trip, told right into triple coverage. It would, it would be one thing if, like, if it, one thing if there was nobody else in the field except the middle defender and he was running blind and you try to throw it over. But they squeezed that thing from the very beginning. They did. And he had, he had much better chance to go outside. And so that you know you're just giving the ball back to him. Basically, it was almost you could see like that frustration. You know what that throw reminded me of. Do you remember the Brett Favre throw in the playoffs? I think it was the fourth and twenty-six game. Mm, Eagles. Where, yeah, it was Eagles Packers, yeah. and it was overtime. And then Favre just launches one. Brian Dawkins intercepts it in the end zone. Okay. Eagles get the ball. They go win the game. Right. It was almost like that. I, you know, I bleep it, man. Yeah. I, I'm going to let it go. Yeah. And I, I, I and it, it's it's that. We we've all done that. No matter what, like you take a shot. Yeah. Like I'm just going to take the hell shot. with it. Yeah. Let's just go. Yeah, you know? maybe. It, it, yeah, and that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think that's a mischaracterization of it. You know. Um, it and that's just, what that defense will do to you when you have those kids balling out like that. And I mean, think about how what an advantage, right? And it was, it's brilliant because see the thing about Spags that we like he's a great X and O man, but he's a great teacher. 
when it, for of D backs. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, he no. was a D backs coach. So he was a guy that it was always like he knows he teaches like perfect, you know, uh, exactly the way you're supposed to play yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Simon football. You, you watch it, and, and that was and that was the key to stopping the run. Well, I mean, those kids are out all out there. Like one, of, they're all on the island. Like no pass interference penalties. Like you, you, you can throw eight or ten of those balls down the field. You hope you're like you're at least going to get one pass interference penalty. Something like that, where the ball's in yeah. the air, you're grabbing. Yeah. They, they didn't do any of that. Yeah. Now, it wasn't, you, you, like, I mean, there's a play um, to Odell Beckham where he runs his dig route. They were in a blitz zero. So it was like four guys in coverage, all one-on-one. And uh, McDuffie's one-on-one with, with Odell Beckham. And he runs his dig route. And Lamar puts it right on him. And dang, if McDuffie doesn't play that ball perfect. Like, I've seen so many pass interference penalties where guys just get uh, too aggressive like, they don't play the ball correctly. They don't play with good technique. They get their hands on the guys, and their flag comes out. They didn't give them any opportunity. They just defended the ball perfectly. He really did. It was, it was tremendous. Well, we'll get deeper into the mind of a defensive coordinator because I, I agree with you. He's the best best big game D.C. around. I mean, you go back to, you know, the, the Patriots in 2007. I mean, they're 18-0. They're going for perfection. And Brady, like, he gets 14 points on him. Like, he's... He's got his NASCAR package. They're hitting him on third downs. They're getting off the field. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just a, it was a tremendous game plan and execution of it. And all those guys that were there, they still talk about it. Antonio Pierce now and Strahan and Tuck, all these guys, OC, all these guys are still talking about that game like they should. I mean, that was a legendary. I mean, that's that's legendary. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty incredible. All right. From the AFC to the NFC, from Baltimore to San Francisco and the Niners. All right, how about Shanahan on the other side of the comeback? This time, it's about the Niners and Shanahan coming all the way back. First half, completely discombobulated on offense. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, you looked at it, and and Detroit was on, owned the game. Mm-hmm. Purdy was struggling, mm-hmm. and then it flipped in the second half. So let, let's let's talk about well, like what the Niners did offensively to really kind of flip the script. Well, they got aggressive. They had to get aggressive. So if you think about it, they get that ball in the opening drive. And Shanahan said this after the game. He goes, we talked about it. Like, we needed a score. So they got the ball to, to start the third quarter. And he basically was saying, look, if we go down and score a touchdown, it's a 24-14 game. All right, we're gonna, we're, we will ball out on defense. We will shut them down, which they did for the most part. Uh, now, they didn't get the touchdown in the opening drive. They got a field goal. So they stopped. So they get the field goal. It's 24-10. So they get the ball back. And the first play, that's when they went downtown to yep. Brandon Ayoub, 51 yep. yards. Now, yep. I said they will go after Kendall Vildor. They'll do it. And they went after him. And the ball's you know, it's thrown up there. It's anybody's ball. I don't know how Ayoub made the play. Tip ball, it's like a Lin Swan type play, right? It's just one of those plays. I mean, he just follows through with his concentration. He picks the ball up in the air. He makes sure he, you know, he uh, controls the catch. Two plays later, he catches the touchdown, 24-17. The next play, here comes, you know, Tayshawn Gibson pops the ball right out of the running back's hands. Uh, Jameer Gibbs and Eric Armstead recovers. And within 10 minutes, 12 minutes, they tied it up. I mean, it was the greatest third quarter. That we've seen. First of all, it's the greatest comeback in championship game history. Down 17. 
24, I had a girl uh, text me during a game, and she was a Lion fan. She goes, well, there's no way we could screw this up, is there? Like, this is our game. And I just, I just said, I'm not going to rule anything out. I think I said something like, I just left it open. I'm not ruling anything out. But, like, they weren't out of the third quarter. It was 24-24. Yep, yep. It was amazing how bad it was. And you could just feel the momentum. That's one ah. of those games where you just, you just see the, the bounce in the 49er steps. Like, everybody's getting off a block. Everybody's on the tackle. Well, and, and, and you know, the fumble happens, yeah. right? Like, Gibbs fumble, it, it's almost a product of that momentum. Momentum, Mom- yes. momentum is yes. such a fascinating thing. I'm, I'm, there's things I'm fascinated by yeah. in, in, in life, yeah. right? And momentum is one of them, right? Like, what makes a field tip? And it doesn't matter what happens. It's like this gale wind that's blowing in your face, and you, you're not going to defeat it. Do you know the literary term, denouement? Yeah. You know, denouement is the point of the story. Yeah. It's the climax of a story where the ending gets revealed. To me, as soon as Jameer Gibbs had that ball stripped by uh, Tayshawn Gibson, it was the denouement. Yes. Like, yeah. I know Detroit had plenty of chances in the yes. fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll get to those chances. Yeah, yeah. But I felt like, like all of a sudden, like, when did when did we ever see Brock Purdy scramble like that? No. He, he looked like he was channeling Steve Young. I know. Like, so, and he, and he, was, he was bad in the first half. Yeah, like he, he, he wasn't missed, good. Yeah. He missed throws. He had the ball got t- hand got tipped, balls intercepted by Malcolm Rodriguez. And, you know, they're in the end zone 21-7. It looked ugly. But, dang, they got aggressive. I think the aggressive approach started the momentum. You say, okay, how did the momentum start? I feel like the, the aggressive approach, like we're attacking, and I trust my quarterback to attack. I think that was like the, 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 the tipping point. Well, and it, it was interesting. It was the first half. They tried to run it. Yeah. And and the Lions. No, okay. The Lions. Aleem McNeil, oh. they stuffed them. They stuffed McCaffrey. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that was one. I, I didn't expect. Listen, we talked about it. The front, they can get some pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, they want, and, and, you know, Purdy's always susceptible to getting ball swatted, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And I, I thought we'd see some of that. But I thought I thought that the Niners would be able to do whatever they wanted offensively. Yeah, it's starting with the run game. Yeah, no, and it, it wasn't there, and they couldn't get into a rhythm. They had no rhythm again. Do you remember what the Packers did? Yeah, to, to the Lions. Yeah, I with mean, Aaron Jones on yeah. Thanksgiving. Sure, I went up and down the field. I th- I'm thinking, well, the Niners will be able to do that, and they. Meanwhile, Detroit ran the ball any way they wanted to run it in the first half. I mean, Montgomery and Gibbs, it was a one-two punch, man. Like, they, they had no chance. Like, they were attack, attacking the edges um, throughout that first half. And, and Montgomery, and, and funny, even that, I thought, you know what? I think Gibbs is a is a tough because of the change of pace. He's now, a tough matchup. He's amazing, man. Right? Because he's Speed. right. But I'm thinking uh, it might be tough for Montgomery to get a lot of uh, to get a lot of. He track. was unbelievable. He was incredible. He was incredible. And they had good holes. They had I good mean, holes. Greenlaw, Fred Warner. I yep. mean, we know how great the front seven is. Yeah. Like, we, we thought the Niners' back, back end was a little pushed, vulnerable. Yeah, but they pushed them around up front real good. They pushed they those tackles did. around. Like, they, they owned the line of scrimmage in the first half. But once that momentum jumped on top of them, it all, like, they couldn't, they couldn't, you could just feel it. But we were out of the third quarter, and we're like, oh, this is, Niners got this one. 
All right, so we, we got to talk about it because we talk about the momentum. The, one of the reasons why the momentum switched that way was some of the decision-making by Dan Campbell. Yes. Now, we love Dan Campbell. I love, every, I do, I love his, his way, I, you know. His, the grit, I the do. speeches, the toughness. I, mean, I love all, all that stuff. And I, and I respect his stones, all right? But we talked about this before, and it, it was a talking point before the game. Yes. Would he do something that was too much too much of a riverboat move? Yes. Right? Like he did, we talked about the Green Bay game. Mm-hmm. Well, going for it in third quarter or your own territory or the Dallas game. Yeah. Not the first time, but the second time. Once you got ripped off, we agree. But once they call that penalty, you gotta kick you gotta kick it. You gotta kick the extra point. So the first one you're talking about is halfway through the third quarter, it's fourth and two. At the 28-yard line, there's a 45-yard field goal waiting for Badgley to go up 27-10 and to stop the 49ers' momentum. Okay, so it's fourth and two at the 28. You kick the field goal, you're up 17. You're up three scores. Like, you got to think three scores now. If we just get, like, that's going to be hard for any team. But, like, if you go up, whether you go up, um, it doesn't really matter if you go up 31-10 or 27-10. Agreed. There's still three scores. Yes. Three scores no matter what. So the 49ers, even if you go up 27-10, you still basically need three touchdowns, right? So it doesn't really change the math that much. 31-10 or 27-10. 27-10, you're up three scores. Okay, they got to score three more times and you have to be stopped. But you go for it, okay, and okay, Josh Reynolds, you know, the ball's in his hand. It's not a great throw. It's not a great it's kind of a drop, but it's not a great play no. on fourth and two. No. Like, it's a... It's a Kick it! <laughs> okay. Kick it! So, I feel like... What are you doing? Okay, so I feel like when you don't kick it there and you get stuffed, when it's fourth and three in the fourth quarter, all right, and you have a chance to tie the game up, I feel like at that point you're going for it because you're chasing points. I, I do. I Yes. And we texted about that yesterday during the game. There's people out there go, well... That's not why they they lost the game. I, I completely disagree. Well, I, they just fed into the momentum. I, I, I just think they started the momentum. Like, he lit the match. Yeah. Like, Dan Campbell kicked the field goal. Oh, they just answered. Right? Like, you only got three on your opening drive. They come back and answer, answer with, with a three. three. That just takes the wind out of you. Yeah. Like, and, and I know on the broadcast, I said, wow, analytically, it's the right move. No. But nonsense. Read. You got to read the room, man. You got to see where it's going. It's mind-boggling, honestly. I, I heard Dan. I heard Dan, Dan post game. Yeah. And he said, you know, I don't want to have any. Like I know hindsight. I know what it is. I don't want to coach that way. Um, I don't have any regrets. But he has to have regrets. Have to. Because have. at the time, I'm going, dude. What are you doing? This is before. Like you they didn't change a kicker this year from Patterson to Badgley. Because they wanted a more dependable kicker. Yeah. The guy hadn't missed. Yeah. Like it's a forty, it's a forty-five yard shot with no wind, no conditions. Like the field goal, you match field goals. Now you're halfway through the third quarter, and, and you're, you're up three, three scores. Yes, it's like 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 all you did was take eight minutes off the clock from halftime and make it that much harder for the 49ers. And and the the byproduct of it also was you lit the match, mm. right? Yes. By, by getting stopped. Like, what they think about is, well, what happens if I get stopped? Like, I don't mind 
if you're at inside the five yard line, mm-hmm. whatever, you want the seven, I get it, I get it. But in that situation, you gave the Niners good field position. You set them up. You then lit the match for the momentum, and all of a sudden they had life. The stop meant more to the Niners' offense than anything. Yes, absolutely. It, it fed, put life into it, them. It fed it. But, you know, it is like they did kick the field goal at the end of the first half on fourth down. And, you know, to make it uh, 20, 20, 24 to 10. Which I thought you should have. 24-7. Yeah, but, you know, if you're going to be that crazy, you might as well have gone for it on that and made it 28-7. Right, right, right. But, but at that point, like, I think – Just go like, in the locker room. Just go in the locker yeah, room get with the, the momentum. Field, right? like, you got just go in with the momentum. Like, if you, no, I got you. You know, to me, like, like there, it's one thing – and this is – I love this con- these conversations because if you watch as much football as you have and I have, like – we know that when you when you settle for field goals early, I agree. It bites you. It bites you. Like I, how many game playoff games? I could probably name ten of them, right? Where the team dominates for a quarter and, they're and a half for field goals, right? Instead of going being aggressive for touchdowns, right? And that's what you know. You end up with sixteen points instead of twenty eight, right? And you go, that's what lost the game, right? But. Here we are in second half, and you got to just leave. make it twenty-seven ten. Yes, just make it twenty-seven ten. And then, all right, so now all right, he doesn't do that. But I'm wondering, like this, okay? So you know, obviously, Dan Campbell is very emotional. Some coaches coach that way, and the team loves that aspect of you. But there's, it almost seems like you need that veteran guy, that guy that's been around for a long time. He's just in his ear, going, "Just kick it, Dan. Don't don't worry. Just, you, no regrets. Just kick this one." This is a good time to kick it. Like, forget about everything else. Just put your field goal team out there. 27-10, you're up three scores. Dan. Like, almost need, like, somebody in his ear telling him. And I'm not saying he can't coach. And he, he can't. But I just think everybody should be able to digest that information. Yes. Just to be reminded. Just to be reminded of hey, three Dan, scores. We don't get it here, Dan. You were to give him momentum. But not even a negative thing. Let's just go up three scores. Dan, yeah. if we kick this field goal, we're up three scores. Like, it, we're right back to where we were at halftime. Like just a reminder, not even a negative. Day. If we miss this, then don't. But don't even put the negative thing in. Them. Just, just go, kick the field goal, Dan. We're up three scores. That's all. That's all. Listen, needs you're to be right, whispered. but you also have to think about like when you're when you're going through all the scenarios. Yeah. That's got to be a scenario. That what if I don't get it? What does that then do to the Niners and giving so, them life? So like that's got to be a part of the equation. I mean, look, Greg Olson said something. It was really he was pretty good yesterday, and he said something. That you know the 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 Detroit Lions run it and throw more screens than anybody on third down than anybody in the league because they go for it on fourth down if they don't get it and all of a sudden they went for it on third and they, and they got it so he was ahead of the the curve on that comment. However, I just think that uh, the, the 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 mentality of these fourth down efforts it, it's just there's just some basic things. That I think you just have to lean back on. Yeah, and then let's and, and then, oh, here's what I was going to say. I was going to say, look, you're going to go for it on fourth down. You already discussed this with Ben Johnson, the offensive play caller. What, what's our fourth down play? Like, what do, what do we know that we absolutely can get? Like, you've seen some teams run fourth down plays, and you're like, oh, man, that's a great play. Like, I didn't feel like the play to Josh Reynolds was a great play. No. Like, I felt like the routes were too long. Like, what if the Niners blitz and, and Goff's got to get the ball out? I didn't see a great design 
of a play. No. And I didn't see a good design on the fourth and three play either. Like, I didn't see a good – and I like Ben Johnson a lot. But I didn't like either play. So here's the other thing. If you're it, – okay, it's 27-24. The other point is tie the game. Tie the game up. That's on fourth and three, halfway through the fourth quarter. you got to tie the game. Just tie the game. Like, are you – like – I say, are you insane? You got to tie the forty-eight yard chip. You got to tie the game. Yeah, just twenty-seven, twenty-seven. I mean, like what? Like I listen. I know you want the the touchdown, but the minute you tie the game, what that does again is it puts a little bit of like pause on the Niners' momentum. No like, doubt. No you doubt. Pause that. Yeah. Yep. You answer the you answer the bell. Like you know the the it's not it's not swinging so rapidly where all of a sudden you miss that. Now it's. 34-24. Now you're down two scores again. Like, you're giving them good field position. Yeah. I mean, that's a shame. Because when you look at it, I feel horrible for Detroit. Right? I do, like, too. Those people, first of all, it's a great football town. It's a good team. It's a, it's a really, really good team. It's a hell of a team. It's and a good young team. well, man. They like, they played, they played their ball. Like, they left it on the field. They yeah. played, they played they great. They pulled out yesterday. I mean, Goff. Like what? What more do you want from from Jared Goff? I mean, he was he was really good. I mean, you, everybody's going to have a couple throws, but uh, even bringing him back to get to that one time. I mean, like man, he played the last well. throw, the last throw of Jameson Williams. You know, it was a great throw in the end zone. I mean, like you put up you put up thirty one points. You know, thirty one points against the Niners on the road. It should be enough to win the game. You turn it over one time, like it should be enough. It should be good enough to win. It's those men and those things. Like, oh, they let, haunt you. Let, let me ask you a question for that, right? I mean, Shanahan, he's still since the Super Bowl. No doubt. And Atlanta, yeah. there's, that's still following him around. Yeah. We all know what a brilliant, brilliant coach he is. Like, just great tactician, just tremendous football man. But that follows him around. That like, So what does this do? Because everybody's saying the same thing about it. Like, we're, not the, we're not unique here yeah. saying kick the field goal, <laughs> right. right? But everybody's saying it. What, what, what's the lasting effect? It, I, what, what happens? Because sometimes it, that haunts you. It can. It can. I mean, it could be, it could be a deleterious effect. You know, and we'll see what happens next year. Like, they're a good team. They've, been, they've, dra- you know, they've drafted well. Oh, they've got yeah. the executive of the year. Uh, their drafts, they've, they've killed the last three drafts. But, uh, I mean – yeah, you, everybody should start from square one the next year, but it's one of those things that can give you that hangover effect. Like, does it affect them next year going forward with being aggressive like that? They led the league with fourth down attempts. Do they lose Ben Johnson? You know, I mean, all these things, like, you're going to bring back a different team. I don't know if Dan Campbell after – because he's not, he's not going to sleep for a long time. He, it's stuff's going to, like it, – it's going to toss inside his head give for me a long the game, time. Give me the game that – Kept you just from sleeping. Was there a game in your twelve years in the yeah. NFL? Yeah, that and you just kept you up, man, yeah. and you just for days. No, I, I, I tell you exactly what it was. I mean, hopefully we're not offending anybody, but back when they were the Washington Redskins, yeah. my rookie year, we played an NFC Championship game in Washington, and we had beaten them earlier in the year in Washington. We beat them up good, and we we were every bit as good as they were, and you know we had a rookie punter. They fumbled the ball. Like, I think they recovered in the end zone for a touchdown. They knocked our quarterback out, Danny White. Like, we just had things go wrong. And every time something would go right for them, they fired these cannons and they sang the song Hail to the Redskins. 
Like I swear to God, that song Hail is still to the rescue. I can, I can hear it. I, it, it. It still it still resonates in my brain. Like that's the closest I ever got to a Super Bowl was my rookie year, and we were every oh, bit like as Marino. good. Like it never, we never got that close again. I uh, mean, we went to an NFC Championship game one more time since I was there, but like we did, we didn't get back. And you're like, we were that close, and we were a good team. We made a lot of mistakes that day, and the, the mistakes that get you beat. And that game, I could still hear that song in my head. I could still hear RFK like just walking off the field, and those people just, you know, shouting at you. Like, that stuff just, it just stays with you your whole life, man. Yeah, I, I mean. I, I feel I that first half, I don't know what you're going through your head, but that first half, all I keep thinking about is, oh my God, the Lions shocked the world. Yeah. Like the Lions are gonna to go to the Super Bowl. And you know, again, we're I'm just watching that. I I obviously knew that there was a lot of football left, but man, it felt like well, the game was over. It didn't feel like when we when when they went to halftime and the score is, you know, twenty four to seven. It didn't feel like the Lions' offense was just going to get shut down. No. Because they did anything they wanted to do. Yeah. Like Laporta, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Every time they'd get to third and 13, they'd find a play. Like they were converting all these James plays. Williams, what about James Williams, what the run he had? Oh, I mean, you, you run the reverse, the play is unbelievably designed. It's so well designed by Ben Johnson. But like you didn't think like that offense was going to get slowed down. They ran down. for 20 yards in the first half. You didn't feel like you were going to get they were going to be able to shut that up. I, th- I thought the Niners offense would come back and come to yes, life. But I didn't think that the Ni- that the Lions would just be limited to a touchdown. I agree. I I, I thought the same thing and all I kept thinking about is wow. And it turned so cool. fast though. I know. It was so fast. We weren't out we weren't even in the fourth quarter it was tied up. I know. I know, and, it, and that was a weird. But thing. it's such. But once it, it the fumble happens, like I had the same reaction you did. Once the fumble happens, it was like good night. This night is going to win this well, game. So it's one of those plays where you, you go back and you're like, okay, the ball's out. Like who really recovered it? And I just see Bosa already celebrating. He already knows Armstead's on the ball. You know, sometimes the players yeah, see yeah, it yeah. before the official or anybody else here at home. And I just see Bosa celebrating. I'm like, they got that freaking ball, man. Like this thing, score, fumble, score, tie. You know, I mean, it just it happens so it happens so fast, and it's just it happens in sports. It just I mean, it's one of the reasons why we watch. Like, could this thing really turn around this fast? It was amazing. And it's a shame because the the for, I I think Gibbs took the wrong route, right? Like, remember, because Goff was a little was a, was yes. a little surprised at at the route he takes for the for the handoff. And he never really tucked it away. Like, yeah. He got in his wrong arm. It was kind of awkward a little bit. He got it stripped out. Yeah. Stripped I mean, he never really get, was able to kind of put it away. And they had it. a good play call. Like, it was like, it, it, it's this play I call triple trap, double scoop. And they got the trap going. Triple trap, double scoop. Yeah. And I, Gibson, well, I don't know. Like, Gibson, I thought, was in man coverage on Laporta. And Laporta goes across the formation for one of the trap blocks. And I thought Gibson was going to run with him. And then for whatever reason, he didn't. He just stopped. Like, he must have known the play. Because he just stopped, and he, it looked like they had nobody accounting for Gibson. And he was just sitting there in a hole. Like, Panay Sewell got his block. And yeah. Everybody got their blocks. And Gibson was just sitting in there. He's just in that, like, in that compressed part of the field. And he's just freaking just in the middle of that grit. And he just pulls that ball right out. Man, and then that was it. Like, once that happens, all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. And that goes back. 
to the field goal, man. It's a shame. And it's a shame. I've, I've, like, imagine, like, it was a great day yesterday for the NFL. Like, you had Andy Reid and Mahomes and Taylor Swift and Jim Harbaugh yeah. and John Harbaugh and Jack yeah. Harbaugh and, right, that amazing Ravens team and Lamar and everything. And then on the other coast, you have Barry and Montana. Yeah. Right? Like, you got yeah. – Everybody's, like, marching out there. They're all marching out there, you know. I mean, Jonathan Ogden was in Baltimore yesterday. Yeah. Everybody's marching out there, gold jacket guys. You know, I mean, there, there's never going to be anybody bigger than Barry and never anybody bigger than Jerry. So to see him out on the field, to, I mean, it's just I – mean, That's awesome. Like, it just it – just, what it does is it brings 40 years of history together. Yeah. 40 years of history just gets com- compressed into an afternoon on a field. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a great day. It was a great day. All right. So, real quick – and obviously, we're going to be talking about this game for two weeks. But you, at first blush, Chiefs and Niners, the Niners are a favorite. So I feel like this, it, it's going to be Groundhog Day. Because, like, let's just say, everyone's going to say this. I like the 49ers to win the game, except for Mahomes. <laughs> like, we said the same thing last week. Like, I love the Ravens to win this game. But Mahomes is on the other you side. Remember? You remember you asked me because I, I purposely didn't give a pick on right. the game. You called me out on you went, so who are you like, cuz? I was like, dude, I don't know. I want to say Baltimore, but Andy Mahomes, man, I, I they give me the like, like pause. Like, expect, I can't like, them out. Like, honestly, why would at this point, after going to Buffalo and going to Baltimore, where he's like playing flawless football, why would we doubt that Mahomes is gonna be sensational? Like, why do you think that we would go back to November when they were struggling? And that Niners defense is not They're as vulnerable. good as they, as they were early in their year. Like, Pacheco's going to be healthy. and I mean, it's just they're, – they're vulnerable. They just are. We saw the Packers. We see the Detroit Lions move the ball on them. They're not a shutdown defense. I don't care what their stats say. They're not sacking the quarterback every time you drop back. Like, you can run it on them. Like, they're vulnerable. Like, it's – it's not like I thought Baltimore, like the way they played the second half, I thought that's how they would play the game. Um, you know, they gave up too many in the first half. But I, I feel like how in the world at this point can we ever go against Patrick Mahomes? And then the other part of it is Spags gets parody. Listen, Shanahan's offense, amazing. We know that. And Brock played great in the second half. But seen Spags finds a way, man. Yeah. Spags, Spags, Andy, Mahomes, Kelsey. Like, they, they, they seem invincible. I know. It's wild. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Man, amazing stuff. All week, we'll have, uh, we're, you know, we're celebrating this thing yeah. every which way you can well imagine. So hang with us. Do me a favor. That subscribe button, click it, please. That gets us right into your inbox. So hit that. It's free. Just do it. And then you get the meat locker, Baldy and Cuz, every day. We'll see. Uh, it was uh, it was great. It was a good day. Good day, great man. Day. Good day breaking it down. All right. Listen, everybody, have a great, great night, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>